Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Craig of the Creek, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hola. Uh, today we are talking more Craig of the Creek episodes 11 to 14 uh, that were released online about a week ago before we're recording this. They are Dog Decider, Bring Out Your Beast, Lost in the Sewer, and The Future's Cardboard. I'm um, not sure on the TV status of these. I think most, if not all of them, have aired. And then looks like we're going to move to a Monday night weekly uh, airing for May. Um, weekly? So, what's oh. that? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that Cartoon is going to stick to that. But that's the what, that's what they said for May. Um, so yeah, uh, eleven to fourteen of Craig. We previously had podcasts on the pilot and on the first ten episodes. So find those at overlyanimated.com. Search for. Overly animated Craig to find our new, uh, brand new Craig specific iTunes feed to subscribe there. Or, uh, if you're listening on YouTube, you can also subscribe there to not miss any of our Craig or other future podcasts. Uh, make sure you've checked these four episodes out. We're going to be talking all of them, uh, spoilers for all these episodes. So let's get into things. Uh, Michelle, what are your general impressions of, uh, episodes 11 to 14? I I really liked them. There were a couple that I thought were like big standouts, um, but I think everything was really solid. I think the show has like kept consistently making really good episodes, and I like that they continue to bring in new characters um, fairly often, and they're all still really distinct and have like very particular personalities and points like in the stories. And I really, really like that. It definitely seems to be a big part of what makes the show special. And I think it's it's been working really well for them. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm fairly high on these episodes. I think they're some of my faves in this batch of just these four, honestly. Some of your faves. Nice. Okay, we'll get into which ones. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely true that they keep adding characters. Uh, I thought we, I thought we got, got our most of our our main supporting cast in. Alex and I were making the flare for the Craig subreddit. Plug, <laughs> yeah, plug, plug, plug for that. Alex and our mods on the Craig the Creek subreddit, and uh, it's like, oh, we have like five more characters to add from these episodes. You know, like we got like yeah. each episode introduces more new ones. Um, Alex, uh, what are your thoughts on these four episodes? And we missed characters from the first 10 because yeah, of how many there actually are. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. But um, as for these particular episodes, I, I agree with Michelle that we're still on a, on a cons- consistent basis putting out good to great episodes. Uh, I think as a group that they're probably a step down from the first 10 that we covered. But that that's not to say that they're bad episodes. It's just like a, like there were bigger standouts, I feel, in the early, in the early batch. But like Lost in the Sewer is great. Bring Out Your Beast is great. Bring Out Your uh, Beast! I, I think do- I think Dog Decider is the episode that brings this group down a little bit for me. But it's also just a case of comparing ten episodes versus four episodes, right? So, mm-hmm. but, but all in all, I, I think that it, we're still doing a good job of putting the side characters. Like I don't want to say put the side characters front and center, but like I, I do feel like Craig, Kelsey, and JP in this group didn't get as much to do necessarily. And that's not a bad thing for this show because it's been doing so well with it, it, giving its side characters some personality as well. So uh, I, I, it's still a very fun show to watch. And all these episodes made me smile at some point or another. Is that, is that the, the deciding factor yes. on whether it's a good episode, if it makes you smile? Yeah, it gets, gets, some la- gets some laughs out of me. It makes me feel comfy. That's what this show has been doing from the very beginning, and it's still doing that now. So, how good, many, good, how good, many very Al- on brand? How many Alex smiley faces would you grade uh, these episodes? <laughs> uh, well, the, the 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 Lost in the Sewer got five out of five. So <laughs> five smiles. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll set up the tracker for that. Um, uh, yeah, I enjoyed these these four episodes a lot. Still, really loving Craig of the Creek. I think the show is just remarkably good. Uh, considering how early it is also just like a remarkably good show in general um these these episodes didn't pop as much to me as the first 10 so i kind of agree with alex that it's it's like a slight quality step down from ones like um you know you it and uh the book one um you know I, I, there's not really a standout one here to me i think if you're gonna i, I assume people have been talking bring out your beast as a standout yes! episode that's sort of, how it's a good that one that was such a good episode i mean i personally i like i really connect to that and i'll talk about that but um i don't know i don't think any of these four are as good as those two but they're still really good um the other element is like the first five-ish episodes were incredible quality wise then like the next five were like really progressive um so they popped Mm. in that way and these these four weren't either to me like i mean they're great but they didn't like 
hugely pop quality wise or were fairly or were particularly progressive. So, um, well, I, I, I do agree on that front. Like these episodes feel a little more straightforward in their stories uh, than, yeah. than the previous batch, I think. Yeah. With the exception of Futurist Cardboard, I think that one's trying to be ambitious. It like works sort of, but we'll, we'll get of. to we'll, we'll get to talking about that episode. But yeah, I think that's the only one that like tried to be a little bit more far out in its uh, storytelling. Right, they're a little standard. Um, I, th- I think I think Futurist Cardboard in some ways is the most narratively ambitious episode of the show so far. Um, you know, your mileage may vary on whether it succeeded in that, but I do think it go- tries to right. go places the show hasn't really done. Um, but yeah, I, I, regardless, I think these are just another four very good episodes. I don't, I, I, I like Dog Decider a lot. I don't see a worst episode of the four. I think they're all very good. And there just hasn't been a bad episode of, of Gregular Creek so far, which is crazy. Or, or I, I don't even think there's like an average episode. I think they're all at least good. Um, but yeah, let's get into, uh, into these four episodes. I guess we should start with Bring Out Your Beast. Michelle seems very hype about, about this episode. <laughs> I don't even, I like, I don't even know why I'm so high in it. I didn't grow up playing a bunch of car games, but like, it's just, it's so, I don't know. It just, it, it gives you the, like the, the gist of what this car game is like pretty clearly. And like, finally, we get to see Craig bonding with his older brother. It isn't for like, that's why she's hyped. Oh, I love Bernard. And it was so good. And Bernard stayed like very true to his character, but they still got a bond. It's everything I like wanted to see from the show right off the bat. It was so good. Yeah. Well, it was a great Bernard episode. Definitely his best one. Right. So far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of Bernard, so I mean, I, th- I think I think well, potentially Alex last podcast called Bernard the character that hasn't popped as much as the others so far. I, I think he, I think that this episode changes that. Do you agree, Alex? A little bit. We, it's to be determined, that, like if this actually changes anything in his dynamic with Craig. But it is refreshing to see that he's not a, strand, a standard. Oh, I hate you. I hate my brother character. Like there, there is a softer side to him. So like if that gets a chance to come out with craig every once in a while that, that will be a, a nice uh, welcome addition to the chemistry of the show yeah, yeah. That, that's what i was worried about that it would just stay at, at the uh, get, get away craig or i'm busy craig or like like if that was just his entire character then it would end up being cardboard but at least here it, it's developed a little bit the thing I think is really interesting about Bernard in this episode is that he, so like, I think that his biggest flaw, I guess, is that he's so concerned with being like a mature adult person that he sacrificed his childhood, right? Because at one point he was super into this card game and now he's like pushed it away because he's like, oh, no, no, like that's just kid stuff. I don't do that anymore. I, if I use this card, it's going to be to pay for like my first like college check or to put a down payment on a used car. And when Alexis, his girlfriend, comes at the very end and sees him playing, she's kind of, like, really into it. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I used to do this. But he's, like, kind of proud of himself. Like, I like that. I think there's something more there getting into, like, Bernard being okay with doing kid stuff sometimes. Because that seems to be, like, the one thing he really, like, it doesn't want to do anymore. And it's not, like, you know, being kind of kiddish isn't a bad thing. So I feel like that's part of what his and Craig's dynamic could get into in the future, which I think is really interesting if they do go that way. And admittedly on that front, it is relatable. Like in a sibling relationship, like you're the older one, you're kind of focused on school and like your counselor is talking to you about your future. And like your little brother, like still wants to play video games with you or like wants you to do things. And like, you feel like you don't have the time for that. You have to focus on other stuff. And from the little brother's perspective, that can feel like very de- like downplayed or like or as dismissive. as if you're saying yeah, yeah. dismissive. That's the word. But like as an older brother, you never really you never really take that into account because you just have different priorities. But like the little brother can interpret it a little differently. So in that sense, I, I guess this episode is interesting, examining like the bro- the brother relationship at a little bit more of a different level than it has in previous episodes. Yeah, because, like, when, when when they're actually playing the game together, and Craig's like, oh, man, like, I'm so sorry. I just, like, you know, I, I wanted to play this game with you, and, like, I was hoping that it could be a thing that would happen, but it never worked out when I was younger. And Brad's like, oh, like, I, I didn't even, like, realize that was the thing you wanted to do. But, yeah, okay, I'm sorry about that, too. Let's, like, do what we can right now. And then he starts to realize, like, you know, Craig is a really smart kid, and he's picking this game up really fast, and he kind of, like... He respects him for that, which I think is also like, yay, yay, brother bonding from different <laughs> ages. That's so good. 
Yeah, yeah. It, the, the the Bernard and Greg uh, sibling dynamic, I think, definitely shines in this episode. And he's like very um, happy towards Craig at the end, which is uh, yeah. un- unusual from what we've seen so far. He calls him smart. He gives him the cards. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And then even he's like emoting more than normal. He's like, Alexis uh, was impressed with him. And he's like, I was the best. And that's how I end the episode. I know. Because at <laughs> first he's like embarrassed that he used to play like this kitty card game. But then when Alexis is like down with it, he's like, yeah, I was really good. Yeah. And I think you guys brought up a great point with uh, this fleshes out Bernard's character in general a little bit. It's it's kind of just superficial, but um, his, his his character setup is that he's just the serious forward thinking older brother. And uh, we see kind of ramifications from that in this episode that he, that continued from uh, before and that he lost, um, you know. Yeah, the, the flashback sequence was pretty interesting, like to see them as a younger and like that dynamic yeah. was already sort of there, but like it just in different context. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I really love how they transitioned out of the flashback. Uh, Craig, like, well, he like grew. Gross. Yeah, and yeah. It's like it's like we don't cut away; it's in shot. Um, so yeah, Jason Dwyer and Tiffany Ford's storyboarding really like stood out to me in that in that sequence. Um, yeah, the flat the flashback in in general was uh w- was really excellent. Um, Bernard, uh, really great in this episode, and uh, I'd love to see more of this softer side of Bernard, especially because mm-hmm. Alexis seems to be into it. So uh, <laughs> he's incentive yeah, maybe to be less seriously. I like. Like, well, we need, where's our Alexis episode where we yeah, see how she, Alexis how she, episode. <laughs> where she, how she feels about, uh, Bernard just, uh, being college, college, college all the time. Um, cause it, it comes across that she's a little less so, maybe a little less serious. And she's just kind of going, going along with what, uh, Bernard wants here. I don't know. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I cool. kind of wonder how they met. Like, did that's did... cool? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, how did they get together though, as like an item, you know? Because if she is more like kind of chill and less serious than Bernard, how did he get this like idea that like this is how he needs to be to be like I don't know mature or taken seriously or whatever? Because he does kind of calm down when he realizes she's like into the card game, so. I don't know. Was part of it to, like to impress her? I just have like so many questions. Yeah, I agree. Bernard. How how much of uh, Bernard's uh, front is uh, if it is a it's front, real it... or a facade? Yeah. Yeah. How much of it is is because he thinks that's what Alexis wants? Like he wants it. She mm-hmm. wants a serious uh, boyfriend. Um. So yeah. Right. M- maybe they'll start to to loosen up more. Maybe they'll like. Maybe we'll get another episode with this dynamic and evolving, and we see Alexis more into it, and then like he they accompany Craig to the creek, and like they're into they're like larping and stuff with them. <laughs> oh my god yes maybe i don't know i feel like lexus could be really into that i think so it's hard to judge considering she's talked like twice in the show but i know she's she's very much in the background yeah but she's great okay um the other uh that was like i think i think the two big aspects of the episode one is the bernard stuff other is the uh just the, the bring out your beast concept um at the splintery butt uh, new location. Oh, I love the splintery butt. I love that one kid like stands up. He's like, "Ow, my butt!" Just to like drive home why it's called the splintery. It's like, oh, butt. it's actually splintery butts. It's literally, your butts will get splintered sitting around here. Yeah, in- immediately <laughs> to the to, to hearing <laughs> the kid saying that. Yeah, um, yeah, splintery. Yeah, bring out your beast. Uh, harking to card games such as Magic: The Gathering and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. A lot of people are getting Yu-Gi-Oh from this. I know that Matt Burnett, uh, co-creator of the show, huge Magic player and uh i i am as well and this is like a big intersection oh, okay. of everything i, I, I think I love, like the so. one thing that stood out to me is Yu-Gi-Oh is like when the, uh the the kid comes to steal the card he, he is it he or she i don't remember she, but yeah um, turner? She, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah turner but like she turns she turns her hat and like her hair is sticking out kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh style like that it's shot so is that has to be an homage to that yeah least. it's kind of a time to duel stuff yeah that is the bring out your beast in general like that and uh <laughs> but I, I do want to echo something michelle said earlier like for someone who doesn't know anything about these card games that they mm-hmm. they present it in a way that's understandable enough yeah. <laughs> like i didn't i didn't necessarily feel lost uh, i think also exactly. the visuals of like seeing the damage points and stuff and like the cards coming up like the way they presented it visually helps a lot for this to come across even for people who don't play these kind of games at all yeah and sometimes they'd like read the stats and the cards you're like oh okay like you, get, you can only do damage events like this kind of player like oh this one will actually give you damage and after your turn so like you kind of figure out some of the rules so yeah i agree it's presented in a way that like you don't know like a ton but you know enough to like get the gist so that you're invested in like how it's gonna go down 
Yeah, and Bernard, Bernard uh, outlines all the rules uh, very quickly, and then Craig's like, "Say that," but yeah, slower. Um, there's there's not really a sense of logic to what's happening. It's 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 very um, homage to like Yu Gi Oh anime and other card playing animes with that type of style. Um, so would you say that in simplifying it, it no longer re- resembles the actual game? Uh, no, because there are specific references to uh, to magic cards uh, in this episode, um, and I don't, I'm not. I have them written down. I don't know if I'm going to go over all of them, but like, uh, there's <laughs> there. The, it's 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 definitely there. It's definitely like not just an episode of of them playing magic. It's um like it's focused on the effect that uh, them playing is having and doing it in service of the story. Right. Um, the the most direct like comparison overall is this beast snare. Um, the which, snare. Yeah, I just hard. love that. Yeah. So this is uh, referencing the early days of magic, twenty five years ago, where uh, you played with an ante, which is uh, you you like uh-huh. bet bet one of your cards on the match, and there are specific cards that reference that, and that's what this is in reference to, which is some like really. It's not like Uh-oh. really obscure, but it's like not uh, not even all people who play magic would know about like yeah, twenty five years ago. You Fast, need to be yeah, like twenty five years ago, none of when we existed, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but yeah, no, I tweeted this at Matt, and he confirmed this. Yes, this is what this is what this is a reference to auntie and uh that, that's uh, and it's like a weird choice but i think that they they do this because it's in service of the the narrative for this episode yeah and, yeah and, and using it's like a, it's like an interesting thing to have him stealing all the cards and i think that's used really well the thing i was most impressed with and how they used magic was uh was like having a resolution to the beast snare that um was like really interesting gameplay wise like uh they and, and also is like interesting narratively like yeah uh, because it, it that is interesting that like it, it's he's defeated but like within the structure of the game that they were playing as opposed to like some kind of outside influence uh, that the, it made the game interesting from beginning to end in that sense yeah so craig has the squeakers card that deals three damage to you at the end of turn um like a mana crypt type card and uh he plays it and then um she steals it so then it deals damage to her and uh, like this is like do- a donate effect in magic which uh you-, you give your opponent the card and uh, this is like a thing like very obscure corner case thing where if you have a card that does do bad things to you you can give it to your opponent and then they it does bad things to them and i was very impressed with the logic of how that uh was factored into the, the episode's resolution um, the, the other big aspect of this that I really connected to was, uh, we talked about how this show is, is just very relatable. This is, this is very much something that, uh, personally connects with me. Um, I, when I was like younger, my brother was the big magic player. And then, um, and then I like started playing with, with, with his cards like this. And then when I got back into it, uh, years later, I like went back and, and got his old cards and, uh, yeah, just, just, uh, a very kind of, uh, relatable dynamic with um the cards from your childhood that your brother had and then also like the playing with your brother and uh yeah it's 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 another aspect it's another way in which the show has so kind of directly um honed into specific experiences i think that's Uh, a really good point because i was gonna say like again like i i didn't grow up with card games but i do distinctly remember moving to a new town when i was like 10 or maybe even younger and everyone in my new town was obsessed with pokemon and I had like the smallest amount of reference to Pokemon before then, but it became like the thing everyone would do on the bus, you know, going to and from school. And so it's like, oh god, I had to like get Pokemon cards. But, like I didn't know what I was doing. So seeing Craig just like you know like pack his first deck, be like, I don't know what these cards are, but I'm gonna play them, and maybe they won't work, but who cares? I just like I just want to do it. I like totally. I knew that feel so well. Because I was like not doing well with the cards, but like I was just like I just want to like fit in. Yeah, and yeah. This is the cool thing to do. Yeah. Also, just the the exp- like uh, tr- the experience of trying to get into what everyone else is is into. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's another good one. Um. But yeah, just uh, a ton a ton of uh, magic references in the episode. We also have uh, protective sleeves at the end. Um. Cards being mm-hmm. worth money. Old like old magic cards uh, worth money. Um. Then we have references to specific cards like regrowth and uh, lightning bolt. Um. It's it, it's great. I was loving all of this. Um. I'm unsurprised that uh, Matt Burnett get, gets his own show. And within the first 15 episodes, it <laughs> makes a magic episode. I hope for more, more to come with this. Uh, what, what do we think about Turner, uh, who's this uh, the, the Beast Snare Holder character uh, in this episode? Another uh, minor character. She uh, kind of tricks them into, tricks Craig into getting the, the Beast Snare and then uses it to take everyone's cards. I thought she was a, a cool addition. 
Yes. I love Turner. I just love how scrappy she is. She's like such a tomboy and she's that baseball hat she wears kind of to the side. She's just so awesome. Yeah. It's uh not not too much personality outside of being uh like cool and uh, yeah, somewhat the, deceptive. The the only thing that stands out to me is like the animation they use whenever she gets defeated in the beginning and then at the yeah, end like, she ooh, falls ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, and she it. takes the dive. Like she's yeah. a good team player, even if like she snatched the card away once it was under the rock. I mean when she loses she she admits she loses, which I think is good sportsmanship. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did like that. That uh, that that Turner was like uh, was into it and uh, went along with like the LARPing of them playing when she's like, yeah. uh, "No, has defeated." Yeah, I, nice. I well, great. it lasted. Yeah, so I, we could see Turner again. Um, we also had the elders of the creek back in this yes. episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, I had this quote in the Bernard section too, which uh, the main the main elder. Uh, I think JP's like they've already won. They're brothers again. You block it. That's no. not how you win. <laughs> yeah, I love JP again. His one liners are like so freaking on point. All four of these episodes. Yeah, uh, but, uh, the elders playing uh, the game. This is like a natural fit with. Um, <laughs> with, with the older kids being into this, and uh, I thought they were they're good here again. Yeah, yeah, although I think only the main elder got any shine. Like his two buddies were kind of in the background entirely. Yeah, this I, is I, true. Yeah, I think I think he's he's voiced voiced by Ben and not Matt, even though he's the magic playing one, which uh, uh which is interesting. Um, but yeah, he's the that that's the that's our, my fave elder is the the main one. I don't yeah, know. He, he's cool. Okay. Does he have a name? Uh, yeah, they all. Uh, I don't. We. I, I did went over this when we did the flare. I can look this. Uh, okay. Do <laughs> some research. Yeah. Um. No, we got the the main one is Mark. Yeah. And okay. uh, then the other one is Barry. Okay. And then there's also the third one who doesn't do anything. Third. So we'll, one. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Just named third one. Yeah. Uh, other notable moments in the episode: Craig singing "Little Butler" theme from Steven Universe. Yeah. Crossover. Yeah. What is Ooh. this uh, crossover? Uh, yeah. I would approve um, that. Yeah. Is uh, is this? Does this confirm that Craig takes place in the Steven Universe universe? And well, th- there was mm. a Steven Universe plush in the pilot. So That's what true. if what if Steven Universe is just another show in their universe? Oh, okay, that that could be oh. too. No, that seems. Yeah, I mean, it could just be what if Little Butler was a show in there? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Normally, this would not matter. The Steven Universe world is a little bit screwed up, though. So (laughs) this would. Do they have have diamonds coming down in the Craig in the Craig universe? We have 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 we seen them hold dollar bills yet? Oh yeah, okay, that'll give it away. Mm. Um, Other random stuff. Oh yeah, we had uh, more more Alexis and Bernard Millen calls. I think Bernard calls Alexis the love of my life. Like, um, okay. Yeah, Bernard. and then the Let's well, Flushes. He's, he's in, yeah, he's in chill, high school. Ch- chill out, That's Bernard. Fair. <laughs> he's um, in high school. It's understandable. Well, it's like also that, that bar- the barbecue episode where he's drying off. Let's just like, you look beautiful. <laughs> and, I well, know. Let's, yeah, Let's just, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, very dramatic. Um, they also, they're having bubble tea while learning about the Teapot Dome scandal. I like that. Oh yeah, careful! There's boba. So <laughs> Bernard is like, isn't this romantic? <laughs> I yeah. know he. I like him. He's like a serious nerd. He's a serious nerd. Yes, <laughs> that is. That There's is so many character. flavors of nerd. I like. I like the flavor of Bernard. It's his nerdomness. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll go over the other nerd flavors as we go. But um, I like <laughs> Kelsey in this episode with the Mortimer card, which was a phoenix. I like. Oh that. yeah. And then, like, JP used, like, his cousin or something. Just a yeah. picture of his, his cousin. His uncle with a mustache. His uncle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they try making their own cards, yeah. Um, and then Is that loud? Step- <laughs> no, it's not loud. <laughs> it didn't work very well, so. Uh, last they say, uh, uh, we had this from Bernard. Uh, he says, uh, there's a note on it that said, I came to life and had an adventure. Love your cards. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Okay, but overall, yeah, I thought I thought this was a very good episode. When, yeah, when are we I, getting the Beast sequel episode? Ooh, um, ooh. Pro- ep- what was this episode thir- thir- uh, 11? or uh, so? Like episode twenty two. Like yeah, this is twelve. <laughs> so okay, ten episodes. That's pretty soon. But okay, uh, let- train for like the state like tournament championship. Yeah, they go to a tournament. Yeah, montage. Was- yeah. 
Yeah, I it's mean, Craig has, the, Craig has the cards now, so maybe he's playing yeah, uh, between episodes. Bernard has the knowledge of an elder, so together they'll win. Yeah, more did Bernard, did Bernard talk to the elders? Because presumably they know. No, that's the thing. They're probably the same age, and if Bernard still played this guard, he would like kick like their butt every time. <laughs> so they're lucky he doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're lucky because uh, they're they're just beating up on the kids. Um, exactly. They, why aren't they playing with the competition? Like the elders, their own? The elders are uh, older than Bernard. No, I don't. I thought they were I, the same I, I read age. them. I read them as in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not clear. Uh, but yeah, we'll so we'll see we'll, if we get some elder backstory. Um, let's talk Lost in the Sewer next. I know Alex is hyped. Yes, about finally <laughs> a canon Sewer Queen episode, guys. Yes, yeah. it is canon. Yeah, Alex, you're the you are you're our sewer queen stan, so what did you think of her appearance in this episode? I would like to be a citizen of the sewer kingdom immediately, please. <laughs> sewer oh. queen is she's just incredible. She's a she's a leader from the get-go. Everybody looks to her for advice and she's very confident. But also like I heard her design is nice and apparently those goggles are prescription goggles, yeah. which, so they're actually glasses, so that makes me like her even more. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I thought this episode was good when Sewer Queen was on the screen and um, just okay when she wasn't. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, the, I, I, I agree too. That, the the, the in between did did feel like it dragged a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say that's what kept it from being like super high um, on the list for me because like I love Sewer Queen as a character, but um, I'm not as invested in say her disciples or the Sewer Realm in general, at least not to this point. And, like, the story itself is Craig trying to be a leader. But, like, uh, yeah. we've, we've seen Craig be a leader in previous episodes yeah. to He's his... Yeah, fine being uh, a like, leader. Yeah, it's like, it, it, it just feels like, uh, hey, let's try inserting these other two characters and see if Craig can lead them. But, like, that's not right. that appealing of a story. Yeah, I, I I think I think if I if there was a worst of the four, it might be this one for me, just because of these middle parts with uh, Frizzboy and Scuba. Um, although I do like them, uh, and uh, it, it they don't even really take place within the the Sewer Kingdom. You know, they're just kind of in random pipes. Um, like I I liked I liked when we were there and we saw um, her interacting with um, her disciples and all of the uh, I, I I guess the amenities in the there's not really it's really just uh, they're in the sewer but uh, but they've made yeah. it into a homey neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that part the parts where there were there was the identifiable things yeah I don't know the wandering the, the sewer parts they're still okay though and I I do appreciate the characterization with um, Craig stepping up and. Uh, him like trying to emulate sewer queen um it, it it does feel like a familiar beat that we may have hit already but um the, these types of things are useful for uh for for getting more correct craig characterization who i think that's going to be a character that's always at risk of like under characterization um so i think it's always a good a good idea to uh to hit these types of beats with him um but yeah alex we we flesh out the the sewer kingdom more and we see sewer queen uh like uh, tending to all these uh, queen duties in the sewer kingdom. Who yeah, knew there was so much to do there? And, he, and, yeah. and she humors kids that are obviously less in, less intel- intelligent than her. <laughs> like that's that, 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 that kid is like struggle. blowing the, the 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 pool tuba and just blows air at her. But like she's like, good good job. You you keep working on that. <laughs> like she she manages to like keep everybody happy. And like her explanation for like why the sewer kingdom exists, like. I think there's a little bit of change from the pilot because when I remember in the pilot, they said that everybody in the sewer kingdom had webbed feet, but like here it seems to just be her that has the foot problem. Like everybody else is just for other reasons that they didn't feel at home in like the, the swimming pool or, or above ground. But I like that that side of it. Like this was a place where all the people who felt left out could like come together and like feel like a part of a community on their own. So I guess uh, her her every time she gave speeches, she, she is very charming and uh, like uh, very convincing. <laughs> it's just uh, she is truly a queen. <laughs> truly a queen, yeah. Michelle, what are your thoughts on the the sewer queen here? I love the sewer queen. The one thing in the episode I couldn't get over was like they are in the sewer. This is the nicest looking sewer I've ever seen. Because where's well, how the many sewers sewer have you gunk? seen, Michelle? I mean, up close, not that many, but I mean, 
This I was just like, aren't they going to get really sick and get so many infections and like ingest things? They people are so ingest. hung up over this. Like, it's a suburb. Like, the most you're going to get is like soap water from somebody washing their car. Well, doesn't like toilet not, stuff yeah, go I'm not through sure the sewer? Yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, that's what out, I can be like. How do <laughs> I, they I not think, have all these sicknesses? Maybe that's the bad sewer. <laughs> Okay, maybe they found like the good one that's actually just water. That, that that's would why be they nice. want to map it to, to like make sure that's that true. the kids stay in the clean areas and uh, like they can wall off the the, the bad sewer. I do like that they they roped Craig into this plot in a believable way, right? Because he's like the map kid. He's the kid who makes maps. So they commissioned him to make a map of the sewer, which they don't have yet. Like that, I really like that as a way to get him involved in the sewer stuff. Yeah, I, I do like bringing back the map map aspect of Craig. That's something we lost a little bit of a thread on, and uh, that's that's like a nice part of his character. And I do agree it was a logic uh, a logical way to tie him in here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this, the sewer kingdom is stretches the logic of the creek. I think. <laughs> I think kind of everything else. It's like okay, you can kind of see that uh, there's this place where all the kids go after school and they do these things, but it's like really there's a bunch of kids that hang out in the sewers, <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> It, it would be a little bit more interesting, or like it would try fitting a little bit more if they were like a ab- like abandoned sewers or like yeah. se- sewer- sewers that used to be used, but now there's like new pipes, so like these are just empty pipes now. Like that, that would be a little bit more believable. So it's more of like a tunnel city than a sewer. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be pretty cool too. Yeah, maybe we'll get more uh, Sewer Kingdom development as we go. Oh, the, my favorite part of the Sewer Kingdom was the music. Uh, yeah, it was like in the entering part. the Lion King. It was very reminiscent of like... It was just like, like that, Alex. It was just, yeah, it was, like, it was just that. like that. Uh, water levels in video games, especially like Zelda uh, Water Kingdom stuff. Like, Yeah, uh, I, I could see that. <laughs> I, I, I really, really love that. Um, yeah, Je- Jeff Rosenstock music, uh, again, just really shining in... In, in these few episodes. The other thing that stood out was the dog decider. It had like the barking uh, oh, music. Oh, I really uh. love the barking music. And for whatever reason, it was just working for me. I'm a cat person, but I thought it was hilarious. I was so into the, the okay. dog soundtrack. Yeah, we'll talk more more dogs later. But um, other, other stuff from Lost in the Sewer is uh, the return of the Kelsey narration device uh, back in a strong way in these two episodes. Um, I think this was the highlight of the episode for me was uh, Kelsey's narration here is like King. Uh, wow, no one like was... this more than Sewer Queen. How dare you? Look, <laughs> Sewer Queen's great, but she didn't. Topic. She didn't. She didn't uh, say anything as funny as uh, that. She's like uh, they they call Craig her king, and she's like King. No one was Kelsey's king. She was the main character of this story. <laughs> she was the protagonist <laughs> with the clearest emotional arc. She that was the one laugh. with the sword. Yeah. Well, although it's not She's true, I think JP has a more clear emotional arc than Kelsey does. No, I agree. I agree with her assessment. This is this is Kelsey on the Overland Animated Podcast talking about uh, which characters of the the clearest emotional arc. I agree. Hey, Kelsey's. The, I guess when we only know Kelsey in the podcast. Yeah, I know. She, oh, this was this really was great good. analysis. She's a future in uh, in television criticism. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that that was, that was great. I think that was the best Kelsey narration so far. I loved it. Um, we also have uh, JP's firm handshake. That, that, that got me a, a very big laugh. <laughs> like, yeah, the, I like the build up. Like Craig, you get water shoes. Kelsey, you get a brand new car. And JP. JP JP is like, oh, ooh, I know how lines work. I'm Nets. Like, you get a firm <laughs> handshake. Yeah. And then the music just stops. <laughs> He's just like staring at his hand. <laughs> yeah, this is, I, 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 we could psychoanalyze JP in this moment, but I don't want to. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's for it. That's and for like he he leaves episode so sad too. Like when like Craig and Kelsey are like talking, it's like yeah, whatever. <laughs> like he's still affected by it when he's leaving. Yeah. I was hoping he'd just accept it and be excited, but I was really sad that he was like, oh, I realize this is not what it could be. Yeah, they they gave it weight, which I, I thought was good. Um, yeah, that was that was very funny. Okay, let's talk. Uh, Dog decider. We already got into a little bit. Um, this, uh, the, the dog, the dog music definitely stand out from this, the, the Fredites and Bridget, uh, what do you, I, th- I think Bridget is potentially a prominent new character. I'm not sure if she's going to be back in, in what capacity, but, uh, Alex, what do you think of Bridget here? Her design creeped me out. You don't like, like that she yeah, looks like a dog? 
Like maybe that's the point. Like she's the cult leader, so like they're they're all supposed to be creepy. But like just like seeing her on screen made me feel uncomfortable. So <laughs> I couldn't really enjoy her. I'm and trying I'll- to think. Yeah, because I feel like there's a trend of like evil redheaded girls. I'm trying to remember evil redheaded girls from other shows, but like I also, swear like, it's she, a she's thing. She's just very, very pale as well. So, like she's got those big eyes, and they're kind of like glassy blue color. Like yes. I, I, I believe Alex, she scared me a little too. Yeah, scared so you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah. what's going on? Here? What's this girl gonna do? I mean, there's a little like kind of wild card factor about her. Well, yeah. At, at yeah. the end, at the end, she says, "I'm the new leader of the Fredites, New World Order." Yeah, okay, that, that that line was funny. Yeah. Yeah. I but, know, uh, I... Yeah, Brid- Bridget, like she's okay, but I, I think it's just a, the whole framing of the going to a dog to like make decisions, running back and forth, back and forth, like it was starting to get repetitive. So like. Just as this entire episode, like there were moments, but I, I can't. Uh, this uh, to me is clearly the the weakest of the four, just because like it did feel like it dragged even more than the middle of Lost in the Sewer. Uh, y'all not appreciating Bridget. I think Bridget was wonderful, and um, I would. Did I you would say have... she was going to be prominent? Please no. <laughs> oh yeah, bring her, bring her back. I can see her coming back. Yeah, it's kind of just a gag at the end with her being the new leader, but they also could build on well, that. Well, it also, yeah, that's a thread that has not been tied away, so yeah. it could come back. Yeah, I thought she was great. Love that she looks like a dog. Love uh, her just... Is that what it like is? Weird she looks like a dog? Is that why she looks creepy? Yeah, that's why. Uh, she's hmm. s- several design things that about that, and uh, just how much she's bu- buying into the stupid uh, cult is, is great. Um, and how yeah. much Craig got got like recruited yeah. into a cult? Oh. This is like getting That's kids into real. Scientology. Yeah. So here's my question: Is this a, is this about a cult or is this like a parody of religion in general? I think it's a cult. I think it's a cult. <laughs> you could you could argue they're similar, but uh, uh, well, that that would be more arguing. Hey, aren't cults religions? Or hey, aren't religions cults? Yeah, but, like that. That's but, a different uh, discussion. Yeah, I, that was like a bold uh, narrative choice. I will say, I think this episode started from um, a place that might hold it back in that it was about a uh, it was like a parable episode, like it had a moral about decision paralysis. Um, which is something that we've seen from a lot of other shows. Uh, this is the main character can't decide on what to do episode. And, uh, Craig, I don't think has gotten into this a lot so far with these types of episodes with, uh, it's just the moral of the week. Um, but, uh. And he's usually the decisive one. Like, he's the one who makes the decisions for the group. So, like, this coming, mm-hmm. coming out of the blue, like, it's understandable in one way. Like, okay, he's, ha- he's fed up with making decisions. But at the same time, like, this just coming up today of all days is a little weird. <laughs> I do think I do think it's very relatable. Um, like this is definitely something I went through as like a the, kid. The, yeah, me, me too. Like even today, like I, I get like a lot of my anxiety comes from stuff like this, like yeah. having to make just daily decisions, and like there are just days I don't feel like doing it. But like watching it uh, on TV, I feel I'm with you. I've seen this a lot already on TV, so like it doesn't feel new necessarily. Yeah, so I don't like this as a foundation for the episode, but it does, it, it, it's not really held back by it. I think it does, uh, transcend it for the most part, uh, bringing in the Fredites and, uh, just going with this stupid, uh, uh, like concept of the dog being the, the decision god. I think, uh, really, and they, they have other great stuff in the episode too, a lot of funny moments. So I, I want to say, like, the, the highlight for me is the, the, the relationship of the adults. Like, it's kind yeah, of, yeah, the, the couple that own yeah, the, the dog are so good. Yeah, like, I actually like the, those pieces like they're because we're so focused on the kid side of things and like so sometimes you forget that there's a, an adult side but like the fact that they're taking the time to like actually give that some meaning behind it and also at the end like the whole way hey, will you marry me and then it's like no just give me your phone me out of your phone so like yeah. that, that's a very realistic way of handling things so good goodbye them i'm not going for cheap for a cheesy ending so i i i i like those pieces the most of this episode so we're digging Stacy and the guy. I don't yeah, know we don't know the guy's name. Yeah, I really enjoyed when they were just like talking about moving to the city. He's like, "No, it's great here. We got big backyard, and hey, stop worshiping our dog again, you kids. Get out <laughs> yeah. of there!" It was just like hilarious. They know this is the thing the kids do like all the time. And uh, someone correct me, but I think the guy is voiced by Phil Lamar. Am I right on that? <laughs> Oh, sure. I don't know. But but yeah, that, that was that was a nice uh, background gag with with uh, the two of them, and it had real weight to it. Um, 
Yeah, the, the Fredites we got into it mostly already, but uh, yeah, Michelle, what do you uh, what do you think of this? The absurdity of them uh, having the dog decide everything for them. I think it's great. I mean, the thing I kept wondering is is the dog just gonna like not like lick anything one time and just yeah. break the structure? But I like it even more that the, the dog just is just like up for it. Like the, he's an old dog; he's got nothing better to do. And then it's just hit, like Craig deciding not to take the advice that breaks the cycle for a hot second, at least until Bridget gets chosen. Um, I liked it as an idea. And I do. You guys were saying you felt like it like, you know, like we've seen this kind of like, oh, like person has to decide as an episode trope before. The thing I appreciated was we actually got to see some inner like character conflict for once between Craig and the rest of the group, right? No, that's true. He's, like, I, I did like the Kelsey running. snapping at him. Yeah, he's always running back and forth and it interferes with them like having like playing the card game and having a life and it it actually like creates a struggle and Craig has to deal with that and that's part of what makes him decide, you know, I can't live like this anymore. And so I do like that. I feel like it added a little something to their dynamic in a similar way to the cardboard episode, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. So I think there definitely were good things to be gleaned from this episode. Yeah, I think the cardboard episode gets into that a lot more, but um that was also good here. Um but yeah, the other thing that stands out to me is just how many um like side gags there are that re- that are really great. Also the beginning, uh, it's uh, JP wanting to dig to see what's under the creek uh, and Kelsey wanting to train in case of orcs. Um Yeah. Yeah, Kelsey to JP mud. It's it's more mud. Um It's more but, mud. Yeah. But under and, the mud. Yeah. But under <laughs> the, the mud. It, it, yeah, I, I really like that. But we also have this uh Renelope uh thing with the 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 female rhino action movie uh star they never have her that was so good yeah and jp says been like oh it's too bad that she dies in the movie or something yeah yeah nice great great parody of uh, how female uh, characters treated in uh, movies like that um and then uh you're mentioning when they're playing the game and craig has to run back and forth i think the highlight is kelsey uh freaking out over jp sing your mind games john paul (laughs) yeah that, that so was good. Great. Duck uh, or goose? <laughs> yeah, what game are they playing? <laughs> uh, yeah, Kelsey was not having it. Um, she does a pound it with Mortimer. Uh, oh, yeah, she that. does. We have the thing about burning justice and Craig uh, picking the wrong movie. I love that, too. Because, again, like, poor, like, I can totally see Craig being the kind of person that just, like, scars him. Like, he made one mistake and he can never make any more mistakes ever again. Yeah. Also misleading thumbnails of the Bane and Netflix users. <laughs> it was good, yeah. And then uh, we had this uh, Kelsey and Bridget fighting, and we had the action shot of them. I made that the screen cap. And then also they come in to, to a shot later, and they're, they're fighting. <laughs> that That's um, the screenshot he shows? The action shot. It's great, yeah. It's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's stylistic. That's the one that really tells you what this podcast is about in its essence i loved it yeah more more kelsey battle scenes that's what i want from the show <laughs> but, but they cut it. out and they cut off before we could see the battle yeah, yeah. well that's why you needed the action <laughs> shot jeez <laughs> But it, there's a little of the battle later, but uh, I, I like that. Um, Kelsey, Kelsey very uh, singularly focused in these episodes on <laughs> training sword fighting. Uh, more of that in Lost in the Sewer, so, or more of that in Future's Cardboard. So let's talk about that episode. Um, I can't believe that we had a 11-minute uh, long Nintendo Labo ad uh, on Craig of the Creek. Uh, I can't. I can't believe it. What this was the, well, the this is the future of product tie-ins. Uh, Nintendo Labo, yeah. See, can you I, explain I, what that is? I don't know. Well, what like, that I want to say, going. I didn't know this even existed until you brought it up. Uh, and so, okay, I, see, I get, case in point. I, I guess this works as an ad. Then, if this is what makes us be aware of its existence, <laughs> no, it's okay. Let's be. It's not. It's not an ad. It's not a real ad. It's just the same idea. It's the Labo is the new Switch accessory, which is just cardboard. And uh, are you serious? Yes, and you can do things with it. Like it's. What? I, I haven't gotten it. No, yeah, like, can, can you tell with me cardboard. <laughs> It's just actual cardboard, and you it integrates with the the technology. Yeah. Now I know okay. there was there is a product before called Google Cardboard. Was that yeah, also Google actually cardboard? cardboard? Is a thing. Yeah, that was also actually cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Like, well, why why are you obsessed like with VR. cardboard all of a sudden? <laughs> it's like a technological I, I, advancement. 
I think it's like because it's cheap and supposed to be more accessible than other materials. That is my theory, but it's like an aesthetic, it's an aesthetic, I think. Um, oh, but, uh, I hope it's not just an aesthetic. I hope there's like a practical purpose. Hashtag aesthetic. Yeah, obviously, Alex does not understand the mindset of Carter Brown uh, because he is skeptical of all the cardboard. Carter Brown's okay. like an interesting Willy Wonka esque figure. Yeah. yeah, Michelle, what are you? What are your impressions of him? He's a little creepy, but I don't know. I think he's an interesting character. I like his foof hair, and he his definitely gave me Willy Wonka vibes. But like, or cardboard. Let me bring up a theory here. Like, he's a bit of a loner, and he ends up being the evil guy in this episode. In a previous one, we had the the trash lord, or the trash king. He's also a loner, and he ends up being the villain of that episode. And, like, you also have the scratchless one, who's kind of a loner. Is it a weird thing where, like, this show is portraying, like, people who don't want to be part of groups as they end up being portrayed as villains in their episodes? Am I, am I looking too much into this? Or yes, I'm going yes. to push back about that. For one thing, um, we we have the kid who's resistant to the um, Poison Ivy, right? Yeah, he's the like this one, right? Yeah, he's not a villain, yeah. And Trash Lord, like, he, you, you get, like, why he hoards stuff, but at the end, he does, like, realize that he can, like, share the wealth, right? Like, he gets, to, he decides to be more open. Yeah, he, he gets at redeemed the, at the end. Yeah, he but comes like, around. Carter Brown does not get redeemed. So, like, you're right that he's kind of a legit villain, but I don't think he's, like, the typical loner portrayed in the show as we've seen it so far, but, like, I get where you're coming from. It is, like, a thing that keeps happening, uh, yeah, Junklord not really ends up being a villain. Scratchless one is in no way a villain. He's portrayed yeah, very no sympathetically. Um, but uh, I think Carter Brown is like playing on that notion. Like he's he's kind of playing victim as uh, being a loner and he's being mistreated. When in reality, he ventured off kind of on his own because he was trying to impose his his play tendencies on the group and they didn't want to do it. So um, like right, like that. There's obviously reasons for him being a villain. Like that the show gives him that just beyond like him being alone. But like uh, I guess I, I was just seeing like it, it, it feels like a bad precedent to set up like for kids who like don't like being around groups and like see, only seeing kids alone is like kind of like the bad guys in the, in the show. Yeah, like, I mean I, this this comes up with anything. It's like a, a twist. Whoever, whichever character is the twist villain, it's like are we portraying that group in uh in a bad way? And it's like you know it it's it just it, one one time it, it's it's fine, especially if it's an interesting character like this. I guess if it's a trend, but I, I disagree that it's a trend so far. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought Carter Brown, one of our most interesting characters on the show, um, like kind of like the straight uh, heel turn villain. And uh, he was he was wonderful. And uh, he, like he, he changes accents and he has a backstory. Yeah, I thought he was Southern. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought he, he he's a guaranteed return for Carter Brown. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, they, they yeah. set that up at the end. Well, also, we have the little cardboard city and Zoe. Yeah. Zoe was nice. What the the thing that confused me was the first like okay is Carter just like mad nobody else was excited about the water thing is him but then like there was that whole like thing about Zoe and how he's like oh I want to win her I was like where did that come from what <laughs> wait what she's just hanging out what what so this, this is about his like weird fixation on her or is it about the cardboard or is it both like I, I want answers he's a like, complex villain okay he has, he has two he has two motivations I guess yeah we, we're getting so we introduced the Zoe character I think is also wonderful she stands yeah. out a lot um we get into some major carter zoe romantic uh implications at the end of this yeah. episode for sure it was um, a lot yeah zoe says uh, give me one good reason i shouldn't turn you in the paper mache uh, all these uh paper puns um uh carter says you could have been my cardboard queen <laughs> And and she's then, just like, get out of here. She's like, not yeah, even going to engage. Yeah, Zoe that says, time. get out of here before I paper cut you. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, I, I I think that this this kind of the episode almost plays it in a way, at least with the cardboard queen line, where um, it turns out to be kind of romantic drama all along, uh, and it's not really this like philosophical difference. It's kind of just uh, this. It, it ends up being Carter and Zoe rather than anyone else, like in their cardboard society. I, th- I thought that was really interesting, although it was definitely not <laughs> expounded upon in any way. Uh, yes. So, but yeah, that, that was that was good. I definitely want to see more of the two of them. And uh, just in general, uh, Carter, I think he was really interesting in his Cardboard City. That was was great. I love this, I, like... Yeah. 
Cardboard City was so interesting. New just like Cardboard all the City. all the yeah, all City. the rooms and like how it's constructed and like the beds with the like the peanuts in them to make them a little more. It's just like I feel like that's such a great like kind of kid idea that they expounded on because like yeah like practically you know cardboard is kind of flimsy and it doesn't hold up that well but like to a kid to make your own place out of cardboard that feels like so ambitious and cool and to like take that and make it into an entire city i think that's a really neat idea yeah it was really cool to see i love how craig relates to craig and this is like uh this is like craig's dark temptation or like uh, yeah. just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, it's yeah and it's it causing conflict in the group that was like um the big the big uh narrative thing that we haven't seen from this before a little bit in mm-hmm. dark Sider, but really mm-hmm. craig and kelsey are straight up fighting in this episode and uh i i liked it and i also liked that it was resolved very quickly because they need to be happy uh, <laughs> they need to be friends but i i it had i think it had real weight to it um and uh, yeah it's, it's because of this outside carter brown influence on craig i, th- I thought that was all really good yeah it, it's also like a continuation of craig just being hyper focused on whatever he's doing at the moment like also that uh, jessica episode back then like he's focused on doing the catapult to the point where he snaps at jessica so like, that just seems to be a trait of his that comes up every so often and here as well yeah i i, I agree it, it fits with his character and um I wonder if we'll see more of Carter Brown trying to negatively influence Craig in the future. Maybe Carter Brown's a friend now. I don't know. But uh, this this is definitely one of the my top returnee choices. Well, he can't be a friend. He has to know that Craig is the one who sabotaged that uh, the match. Oh, he right? knows. I mean, he like jumped on top of him, and then he had to go to the isolation room. I like that they keep using the sound effects for like the codes and stuff. Yeah, they're there like again, again, really, real. yeah, yeah really into the role, the role playing. And then uh, Craig at the end is like, no, he must have changed the code. Yeah, pizza soup. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, first of all, we have a giant cardboard mech, um, which. Yeah, uh, that was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, yeah, JP is like, you should have told me it was a giant robot. Um, and So uh, what, what what's less real life, this or the sewer kingdom? <laughs> the sewer kingdom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. This this is second though. I agree. This is another pretty unrealistic thing. But uh, they're just they built a thing and they're playing in it. I don't know. Um, Craig Craig at the end trying to take it down. Yeah, he's he's, he's an unhinged cat warrior, and then he had a British accent. Yeah, um, he had a British accent for some reason. Is this a Black Panther reference? I don't. I don't think I don't, so. But I don't know. Man. Okay. This is British. Weird. You know. Oh, it's British, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's this is Craig was being very weird. I was, it was kind of yeah. cool. I like. Yeah. It seems like a kind of thing, you know, because Kelsey kind of puts on an, an interesting tone of voice when she does her internal monologue too. So it it, it seemed kind of like reminiscent of kids. Like sometimes you just like get into a random character when you're in the middle of something, and you just go with it. So I bought into it. I didn't ask too many questions. Yeah, I like seeing the more playful side of Craig. I agree. That, yeah, that's good. Um, we had a second Kelsey narration in this block of episodes is about them playing, stepping on the, uh, whatever is usually, it's just, just nice to be, t- it was nice to just be tallish. Um, and, uh, oh yeah. And then JP's like, oh, you're as tall as me. And she's like, I need more cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be the tallest. Yeah. I, I like that from Kelsey. That's an interesting character and Kelsey's she's conscious of that. Um, we another good Kelsey thing. We're wasting precious sword fighting time. You do that every day. I like doing that every day. Um, I like I like acknowledging that that this is uh, this is all Kelsey is focused on. Yeah. Um, it's what she's what she wants to do. So it's good. Um, yeah, I think uh, I don't know if Futures Cardboard like a hundred percent came together in like uh, in a cohesive unit, a really great type of way, but it was like ambitious and like visually stunning and uh, just a very notable episode at least. I, I think good. there were yeah there were a lot of really interesting components to this one so I think that alone was engaging enough on its own yeah like it's probably trying to do too much but I'm fine with that like I'm the like the love thing just like kind of confused me but that was like the only thing I had questions about everything else made well I, I love I love the love thing so you, know. you do okay <laughs> tell me tell me why it was on, it was on top well, of it I love it more just because I like Zoe. <laughs> Yeah, this like is the, this that, is that was a late addition to the episode. Like, oh, okay, we're introducing yeah. the character now. By oh, the way, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think this is my number one Craig of the Creek OTP right now. Uh, Carter and Zoe. 
No. Uh, is there? No, another- it's not healthy. I, He's I putting don't her believe- on a pedestal. Look, Michelle. Oh, yeah, that, sometimes you're into unhealthy ship, ships. So. Oh my god, no, that's that's so true, though. That's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> sometimes, you, sometimes you ship they it pop all at you, you despite everything, right? <laughs> sometimes uh, it's very unhealthy. Are, are we going back to that JP and Maney ship? Oh yeah, JP Maney. That's the other option. Yeah, I, I ship that too. Yeah. <laughs> all the obscure know. ships. We don't have we don't Lord. have many other options, but these these that's it. Oh well, obviously. Oh wait, JK. Obviously, the number one is the witches. That's the number one. Option. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're probably canon. But they're, that they're canon. Sense. That's yeah. It's, yeah. Shipping is no fun when it's canon already. Everyone knows that. Oh, that's not <laughs> true. That, that's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah, though, which is number one on the ship power rankings? Number two, Carter Zoe. Number three, JP Maney. Mm. All right. Okay. <laughs> give, us, give us your <laughs> shipping power rankings. And, and please uh, don't ship the main characters, please. Can we the the parakeet with the dog? What? Yeah, why not? I mean, what do you mean why not? Well, many reasons. Bird <laughs> situation. Why not? Uh, it's not seems a, like so, a nice dog. So you're so you're saying okay to ship animals as long as they won't kill each other. Okay, yeah, that's the one requirement. Like... <laughs> I ship Wildernessa and her dog. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> crime fighting duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, they, the, they, the, they're very in sync. The yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. What does the uh, cheese sticks have to think of um, the dog in in the dog oh. episode? Yeah. I think, I think that they both friend, recognize friend. that he is that he is upsetting the balance of nature, and so they look down upon the licking dog. So cheese sticks uh, would not get along with Fred, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, 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 okay. It, it's like how people see fortune tellers. Like you get that it's a way to make money, <laughs> but you don't respect their profession. So it's kind of like that. Okay, I, I buy that take. No, that I, well- I, I, did, I didn't follow, but I, I'm not like- sure. Wow, sure. you I'll, take I'll, fortune tellers seriously? I'll, I'll let it pass. I, I didn't follow does not mean I disagree with your take. This was a weird stretch, but uh, yeah. Okay. So that was our cross, uh, cross episode portion. Um, Yeah. Okay. We, we, we've gone along enough here. So uh, overall, Alex, uh, I don't know. Well, overall, uh, these four episodes, what do you, what do you Uh, want moving forward from Craig? How about that? um, Well, uh, same thing as I wanted last time. Keep giving me side characters. Maybe bring back a couple and uh, let's have some fun. Uh, As for these episodes, uh, Sewer Queen MVP. uh, I think talking about this has made me think that Kelsey actually had a strong batch, like for the little screen time that she got. So I I enjoy Kelsey getting a little bit back. I know we mentioned uh, last time that she kind of dipped down those last couple of episodes, but uh, and. yeah, the, 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 these these were still good episodes. We haven't had a bad one yet. Let's not jinx it by saying it anymore. But yeah, yeah I'm, uh, let, let, let's hope for more Kick of the Creek in May, please. Yeah, uh, apparently once a week. Kelsey is the best. Yes, we all agree. Yeah, um, Michelle, when is your uh, Mortimer and Fred fanfic coming out? Uh, I don't think I will have time for that. But oh, that's the only reason that you wouldn't. <laughs> that's that's the limiting factor here. Okay. I mean, I might write Bernard fan fiction, like just you know him being himself and exploring the world. Oh, well, okay. School, right. but, Sorry yeah. to go back to the shipping that's thing, but Bernard and Bernard and Alexis. Yeah. All right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Honestly, I do want to see more Bernard. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon, but I just like, I love him as a character. I kind of want to see more of JP and Kelsey, just uh, either like with their own families, which we've seen a little bit, or just like, you know, I have more character, like maybe not like conflicts necessarily, (coughs) but just like more stuff with the main trio. Um, Because I feel like we've we've seen a lot of side characters and they're really cool, but I also just like want to see more with our main crew. So hopefully some more episodes centered specifically around them. Are you already getting Adventure Time Finn and Jake missing fatigue? (laughs) No, no, not fatigue, but I don't know. I I like them enough that I want to know more. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so let's revise the shipping rankings one more time. Uh, number one, the, number one, the witches. Number two, yes, yes. Bernard and Alexis. Number three, okay. uh, the, these uh, Carter and uh, Zoe. Number four, JP and Manny. There you go. Swap, okay. swap three and four. Yeah. Okay, look, I agree with that. Look, uh, they just the, the blush didn't pop as much as the palpable uh, chemistry between Carter and wow. Zoe at the end of this episode. There, when you call chemistry, no chemistry, I call. <laughs> I don't think Zoe's that into him. I think she's like, wow, this kid's back. Oh, he's going to wreck some stuff again. That's that's what shipping is about. The chemistry is not (laughs) angst. 
<laughs> Look, if fan fiction has taught me anything, then it's more about angst than chemistry. Okay, so that that's my that's what I'm going to stick to. Uh, so let us let let us know Television what has your warped your brain. Fandom, fandom has warped. Let us know what your Carter and Zoe fanfics are. Um, I don't know what else we talked about, but uh, yeah, and any any of that. Uh, uh, check- send us your your bring bring out your beast custom cards. I guess oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, R slash custom, uh, bring out your beast. That could be a thing. Um, custom MTG is a thing. Oh, yeah, visit the uh, Craig of the Creek subreddit, R slash Craig of the Creek. Um, get your flair. Alex and I worked hard on designing this place. It's great. <laughs> and, Good uh, job. Not joking. <laughs> Just spent time on this. Go, come on. Is this and, your new cardboard city? <laughs> yeah, this is our cardboard city. Is your the virtual Craig cardboard city. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to subscribe to Namaste Our Craig Podcast. Um, yeah, let it comments about what you thought of the episodes. Talk, talk to us in Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. We have a Craig channel set up. Um, and consider supporting us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patrons of the podcast, Michael, a.k.a. Mickey. And thanks as well to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Uh, check out other podcasts at overlyanimated.com, including Final Space and Mysticons and potentially some other stuff coming up as well. Steven Universe, um, okay, KO. Yeah, it makes I guess me eventually be good we'll be getting Steven Universe, yeah. Um, we'll see. Whenever that leaks, we'll be covering it. So find out it. Whenever, yeah, we'll see if Craig episodes really are TV first. That's what Cartoon Network is claiming. Um, that'd be great. Uh, and we'll see whether we'll we'll be back to cover the show potentially in either increments of two or four. We'll see. Um, but yeah, we won't just do it after next week. The Brood, the next episode, uh, we'll wait at least one more week. So, um, subscribe to miss any of that. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Adios. Bye.